It's still the greatest story ever told, isn't it? That Jesus came to this earth, came from heaven, came to this earth to give his life for us so that we can have heaven in the future. And our, my text tonight, I'm just going to spend a few moments and reading some verses that I believe that will be helpful. We'll call this the light has come after the end, uh, toward the end of the message. We'll just, uh, we'll get the candle started and uh, we'll be doing that together. So uh, if you pay attention and follow along, it'll be just fine. We don't want to set the church on fire tonight. We want to have the fire of God in our heart and soul. So one of the greatest verses of all time and probably one of the most memorized verses of all scripture is, you know it, John's Gospel, chapter 3, verse 16. Say it with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. We believe that tonight, and we believe that because it's his word, it's his truth. If we believe on the Lord, not what we think about the Lord, but we believe on the Lord. He said he is the God. He is God. He is true light. He has come to change our heart. He has come to give us a hope and a future. We read on the next verse, the great verse as well, verse 17. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but the world might be saved through him. That is good news for us. Amen. That is good news that we cannot, because we cannot save ourselves. Jesus came and took our place and died for our sin. Even when we were distant from him, the Bible says in Romans 5, 8, while we were yet sinners, while we were still doing our own thing, while we were unconcerned about the things of God, while we were just kind of living for self and uh, going on about our own business, Jesus makes himself available to us coming down to this earth. The number one, why did God come? Why did he do what he, what he has done? Why does he? Well, the verse said, as we read and quoted together, for God so loved. God was motivated, motivated by the love that God is love. Another place said God is love. You can't separate that. Because God loves people in spite of what they may be like, God still sees the potential they have. God still sees them as important. God still sees your neighbor, your, your, your workers, your, your family as valuable to the kingdom. It's his heartbeat. It's his heartbeat that it's for missions that he, he came. He was the greatest missionary on the earth at the time that he came down to this life. We have such a wonderful uh, hope and this time of the year, I don't know about you, but we, get, we, we, we struggle a little bit with finding our way through the darkness. The other night I was out doing something, and, and my little headlamp was fading. It was, you know, the, the double, uh, three, uh, AAA batteries were uh, waning. And it was cold, of course, you know. I said, I've got to go in it. I've got to find some fresh batteries. I mean, you know what you're talking about. You hope you can find them. You know, you put them in that drawer somewhere. And sure enough, I was fortunate to find three new batteries. And wow, what a difference it makes. The source that we have for the light is Jesus. The source, keeping fresh, keeping our 
batteries of our heart on the charger, so to speak, or putting a fresh battery into our soul and our spirit comes with time as we spend with Jesus and we spend with brothers and sisters in the Lord and we spend time just fellowshipping and encouraging one another. God wants us to be able to see where we are going while we're on this earth. He has plans for you and I. He has the light that lightens our path. You know, so um, hum human is the word. Um, well, man, as Jesus said, when he uh, quoted, we quote verse 19, this is his judgment that the light has come into the world. Men love darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. And we don't have to uh, try to figure all this out, but, you know, it's happened since the beginning. When Adam and Eve sinned, what did they do? They hid themselves, right? When they heard the voice of the Lord again saying, where are you guys? God knew where they were, but he wanted them to come out of their so-called hiding place. And God is still calling people today to come out and come to me. Come to me. Call on me. Um, he wants to expose that which we have need of. He wants to, uh, so to speak, reach into our heart, expose that which is not good, and take it away and make it right. Isn't that good news for us? We can't do that ourselves. But Jesus has come comes to do a, a surgery on our heart, so to speak. For everyone who does evil, verse 20, for everyone who does evil hates the light. People want to run from God when they know they've done wrong. But if we will turn to him, God's word says he will welcome us. He will forgive our sin. That's good news for us. And so we read these verses, but he, is, he who practices the truth comes to the light. And so if we're going to walk in his light, we need to have our heart. Paul wrote in another place, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. He was talking to the church. That, the, that you will be able to understand and comprehend the things of God. And so we have spiritualized, we have uh, lenses, so to speak, that God wants to touch in our hearts. We turn over to Matthew chapter 2 and look at this uh, little bit of a story here. Matthew chapter 2, uh, looking over a bit from where I was. This is the story now. By this time, Jesus was born. At verse chapter 2, verse 1, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard it, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him, and gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he began to inquire of them where, where, where the Christ was to be born. So Herod is getting nervous. He's the king, and he's, a, you know, no king, you know, so-called king is coming in on his territory. He's concerned about this. So he turns to the prophets to get some answers to sort of deal with it in his own way. Herod, verse 7, secretly called the Magi. A certain 
from them the time the star appeared. He was trying to figure out. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make careful search for the child, and when you have found him, report to me that I may, that I too may come and worship. I'm not so sure if that's really what he was going to do. But this is what he said. But the star here was the light that was giving uh, the Magi the direction to go. Really, it is really the light of Jesus that lights our path in which the way we should go. Sometimes we need the light of the Lord to help us with our home life, our relationships. We just need, we just need the wisdom of God. To show us, to shine. The psalmist said, He is a light. The word is a lamp unto my path, a light unto my path, light unto my feet, lamp unto my feet. And that is really key to when it comes to understanding what is God's purpose, what is God's way for me? Where, where do I go next? Maybe you're at a crossroads in your life, maybe certain circumstances have occurred, and we don't know for sure where's the next step? Where are we going to go from here? Let me assure you that Jesus does not leave us alone. He has come. He has come to give us the way, the truth, and the life. What does Jesus want from us? Really, what does he? I mean, Magi, they, they come with these gifts. They're pretty cool. Frankincense, myrrh, and gold. And, you know, this is pretty important stuff. This is pretty valuable stuff. But does Jesus really want those things? Does he really? I mean, he looks at the heart of the motivation. What Jesus really wants is our heart, our sincerity, our heart after him, a heart that uh, desires to know who he is. And so this Christmas, again, as always, we must uh, fight almost like work hard to keep our focus on the real reason why we're doing what we're doing. And to narrow it down, to make it simple, just to keep our heart pure and devoted to the Lord, reflecting on his life. Jesus came into this world willingly, willingly. Philippians talks about that he, he, he humbled himself. You know, he had an attitude of, of humility. It was a willingness that went beyond what I probably would be willing to do. But he saw the future. And so as we plug into him tonight, a little way we're going to do that is reflect on the light of Jesus. And so when we can start to prepare yourselves to light the candles, we're going to sing a little song here in a bit. But I want to talk just a bit about that source of light, that source that, that he, he himself is to our hearts and our life. How many want the light of Jesus in your heart tonight? Amen. And you want the light of Jesus in your home. And you want the light of Jesus in your children. Amen. You want them to understand, grab a hold. What is this all about? What is this, why is it so important to celebrate? Why, do we, why does the whole world, so to speak, gather in homes and put up decorations? And, but we've got to keep Jesus in Christmas. We've got to keep Jesus centered. Otherwise, it just becomes something that we do, a tradition, but it goes beyond that. It is the way, the truth, and the life. It is the eternal life that we are looking forward to, that one day 
we shall see him as he is. And so be encouraged. Wherever you're at in your faith and wherever you at, are at in your walk with your life, there's never too late to get a new start, get a fresh beginning, and start with Jesus afresh and anew tonight. So let's start. Let's light these candles. And as they're doing that, uh, I think it would be good to just sing like Silent Night and uh, reflect. Let's just take time to reflect on this little light that we're doing.